Hello, this is Glenn, and welcome to a new episode of Other Moods, the podcast about introspection, observation, about the collage experiences that we call life. So this episode is kind of like a a, a poetry-centered episode. Gonna, it's been a while since I've shared any poems on this podcast, so that's letting you know right now, kind of, some people, some people don't like poetry, so this is, you know, this is your opportunity to to press stop right now on the podcast. And also, I want to share some other thoughts. So this is, I'm recording this on a Monday morning, so this is a poem I wrote a couple weeks ago. The stars and the heavens are truly a mystery. So many secrets for scientists and prophets to decipher, but I'm pretty sure that God hates Mondays too. So of course, I think that's pretty evident what that poem is about, about hating Mondays, right? Mondays, they kind of suck, you know? If, if if you live in a world, if you have a life where you don't hate Mondays, or if you love Mondays, like if you, you know, I'm sure like if you if you play in the NFL, if you're a quarterback in Monday Night Football, you love Mondays, right? So if you have a job where you can love Mondays, you are really blessed and you should be really grateful. Because even if you have a job that you like, you still may hate Mondays because of the Sunday night dread and just the idea that the weekend is over. And actually, this is another poem I wrote a couple weeks ago, too, in the same uh, subject matter. And here, here we go. I have some terrible news. The weekend is almost over. How did we let this happen? That one's a little cheeky, but, you know, like I said, because sometimes the weekend... You're feeling great, and you're like, wow, we have to go back to, you know, the regular everyday thing. Like, the the, the, the Monday through Friday grind. So those are a couple of, of, of poems regarding that. However, it's, you know, if you have a job, you should be grateful. If you're just living or breathing, you should be grateful that it's Monday, right? That's the positive aspect to it. But, you know, here, here in New York, though, we had this crazy period of over two months where it rained every weekend. And it wasn't just rain. Like, it was like torrential rain, especially on Saturdays for some reason. It was like everyone was like in a bad mood for like two months from like right towards the end of summer to like the beginning of November. I think this past weekend and the weekend before last, like the, the first weekends in forever, where it, it wasn't raining and just kind of gray and miserable. And actually, I wrote a poem about that too, so I'm going to share that with you. It rains every weekend. I could cry about it, but I won't. Because those tears would just be more rain. And look, look when, it, when it, like, rains all the time, especially, like, on the weekend, because people, like, maybe you have plans, or maybe you just, you just want to relax, but you still, the, and the, the rain has its purpose. It can be, it could be, it can create an atmosphere. But when, when it rains, like, eight weekends in a row, that just feels so extreme. It just kind of just, you know, it can dampen the mood. Dampen. Pun. Somewhere, somewhere in there. So here's a, a, another poem, right, that I'm going to share with you. I want to stop caring about not being concerned. Or is it the other way around? 
Uncertainty is not a stranger. Uncertainty is not a friend. Uncertainty is an acquaintance that knows me too well, an uncomfortable feeling. Liberate me from inquiries with no answers, or do I need better questions? I would like to be done with this conversation, but I still have something to say. I just don't know what that is. And I won't go you know, do a deep dive into what that poem is about, because there's a certain element of mystery even to me. But the, the gist of it is that sometimes you, when you have these inner dialogues about situations, and sometimes, uh, are you too concerned about some things? Are you not concerned enough about some things? Is there, you know, the idea that uncertainty, right? If you do with uncertainty, and it could be in many fields, it could be uncertainty about your financial prospects, uncertainty about your romantic prospects, uncertainty about your relationship you're in or your business or your job. So you're kind of like doing that, looking for the answers. Maybe from outside sources, maybe just from within. But even, but sometimes that, that conversation becomes tiresome, but it, it but but you but you it's still going on. It's ongoing. That that inner conversation is taking place, and sometimes you like. I guess that's what they have meditation for, so you can at least have a few minutes of liberation from that, you know, constant chatter. Or at least have the ability to change the questions, or hopefully change the subject. That's you know. I think it is. I think we can, we can, it's very easy to get overwhelmed by yourself. We know people can get overwhelmed by the things that's happening around the world or in their life, work, relationships, current events. But you can be overwhelmed just by yourself. The weight that you carry of being you. And you don't have to, you don't have to have someone, you don't have to be someone who's like in some really big, important position or it's just living. There, there's a burden. There are blessings and burdens that come with the, the experience. So this is the most recent poem I wrote. I wrote it yesterday. So here we go. Is there another chapter to our story? Are we still in the same book? These are questions I am reading from a manuscript, edited by my insecurities and fears and perhaps delusions. Maybe what I thought was a novel is just a poem. So, for me, this poem is about perspective. And you may have a story in your mind about a situation or a relationship or an event. And you're wondering, what's the next chapter? But perhaps there isn't another chapter. Perhaps the story is moving on to a different story. Maybe the story is over. And maybe with maybe insecurities, maybe other questions, maybe fear is fueling the idea of, of, of what the story is. Sometimes we think of sometimes we think of situations as sagas when they're really they're not, they're just moments. But we didn't realize that because we, we get so emotionally invested. Which, you know, makes, I think that that's the human thing to do. 
because sometimes we don't. And some look, some of us we don't have good barometers of like what some what the situation is. Is it is it is it, am I feeling intense about a situation that isn't intense at all? Am I being too nonchalant about the situation that I should be more concerned about? Should I? I'm I'm, I'm talking for me personally, but I know other people may this may resonate with. Yeah, sometimes like it's kind of hard to sort of measure. Sometimes you think there's more to the story, and sometimes the story's over. Sometimes it's, it's just over. But you know that's that that that's that's what that's what we deal with. That's what the you know our our brains are wired that way. Many of us are. Some some people maybe not. I don't want to generalize. And and this is totally going off subject. I meant to do a whole episode about this, but because I'm looking right now, I'm looking at my tablet. I'm looking at some AI generated art, which is a very polarizing issue, rightfully so. And look, I have some, you know, there's these. Basically, you can write, you can do prompts and generate these images. And of course, there's the ethics of dealing with, uh, you know, these these applications are trained on other works. So how so when is art art? When is it not art? Those are big conversations. That's that's a big subject. But what I do like about the idea, the promise of AI generated you know, these, these prompted art or images, maybe you don't want to call it art, which is you know it's a good conversation to have. Is of just simply typing words and an image is created. There's something very powerful about that. And that happens, like, even if there's not, even if you're not dealing with artificial intelligence. Like, if someone writes a story, writes a poem, or just tells us something, uh, we usually have an image that pops up in our head of what they're talking about. But how we come up with that image is really based on what we've consumed or processed. We could take two different people and tell them, like, the same story, and one person will visualize something completely different from the next person. And it's all based on what they've consumed before or heard before, which is very fascinating. So I'm thinking about AI art and how it sort of represents that dynamic of human expression. So this is some thoughts and poems that I wanted to share with you. Uh, if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. In the podcast notes, you can find the email address if you want to uh, send me a note. Take care of yourself and thank you for listening to Other Moods.